Current Details presents The Little Bookmakers. <laughs> Hello everyone, welcome to The Little Bookmakers, where you can listen to some of the most prominent names in Indian children's publishing, including authors, illustrators, animators, and more. Get a glimpse of what goes on behind the scenes of your favorite children's books. Today, we are joined by someone very special to Karadi. She has worked with us for over 20 years now and is a legend in the Indian music industry. She is the voice of Karadi Rhymes 1, 2 and 3 and has also recorded for our Under the Banyan audiobook series. She is the one and only Usha Uttup. Usha, we are so happy to have you here today. Usha is going to be in conversation with our publishing director Shobha Vishwanath on how important it is to her to be able to communicate with children through music, her experience working with Karadi Tales and so much more. Shobha and Usha, over to you. Hello. Hello, hello Usha. Okay, let's go. Super. Okay, let's go. So, uh, Usha. I know you started your career as a kindergarten teacher. I remember you telling me this. And when you were a kindergarten teacher and when you were working with uh, young children, uh, was this before your music career uh, started or how was oh, it? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You remember my telling you about this because um, we were talking about whether, you know, what I would have done if I wasn't uh, a singer. And uh, one of the things I said that I would love to be, uh, if I ever got a chance again, and if I wasn't a singer, I would probably become a teacher. And so you asked me whether I had any experience of that. And I said, yes, actually, I have. And that I work well with uh, children. I work very well with children because I love children. And uh, when I talked about it, I, I did mention to you that I actually stood in for some teachers first. But I mean, I haven't never spoken about it in such detail to anybody. And so it gives me great pleasure to be able to say to you that, um, you know, I, how did they say it in school? Will you mind my class? <laughs> <laughs> like that. So I was minding one of the teacher's classes and it just turned out to be such a lot of fun. I mean, this was much before I, uh, I, I don't think I'd even left school at that time. I think I was in my uh, final year of school and I was minding one of the teacher's classes and uh, it, it was great. I mean, I just loved uh, being a teacher at that time. I think there's something about being a teacher that uh, thrills every student and every child. In fact, I, I think there are certain things that... Um, has stayed with me all my life about being a teacher. One of the things is that uh, the great vast knowledge that uh, one can give to the children, not necessarily in uh, just out of books, but out of your own life experience. That was one of them. The other thing is the fact that you can share with children um, things that they will grow up with forever. And it's not, it's something that stays on with the children forever and ever. Much more impactful than uh, any other thing that happens. I mean, with anybody, with any other profession. I think it's the first impression of the child and uh, the relationship 
and what you impart and what kind of values you talk about. And even, as I've said before, even if people, or I mean, if children didn't understand a nursery rhyme or a story, it didn't matter. It really didn't matter because the impact was so great of the uh, what they heard and what they had to imagine. Yes, that makes a big difference. Yeah, so in that context, Usha, how important do you think is uh, music in the life of young children? How early should it be introduced and should it be formally taught or should they be allowed to explore uh, various genres? And how did it come about to you? Did you undergo formal training as a musician? No, I've never had any formal training at all. In music, I don't know a note of music in terms of music as uh, as a subject. I've never learned music. But whatever I have got and gleaned is out of my life experiences. And I think that's much more than what you would get out of any academic book or any uh, school or uh, college. It's impossible to get uh, learn what I have learned through this amazing, amazing school called life. That's my mainstay. But yes, for Kids who would like to or they, the atmosphere is conducive to being able to learn formally, I think it's fantastic. It's an opportunity you should never miss. And I think as parents, I would say yes to everybody who wants to teach their children how to sing or how to play a certain instrument or most, more importantly, as far as I'm concerned, because I've always said music is not my business, communication is. If you learn to become a good listener, I think that is more important than anything else because uh, as a child, it depends on what you are listening to. Because even today, I can uh, just at the drop of a hat sing the lyrics of a of a song which I uh, heard when I was probably seven or eight. Wow. And yeah, it's really crazy. But uh, you give me a song which uh, you know I heard last week or something like that. It's difficult to uh, remember all the lyrics. Because uh, I think uh, when a child is allowed to listen, I don't, I don't think the right word is allowed. I think when uh, you you expose the child and in put her in an, him or her in an atmosphere which makes them um, listen to a lot. As I've always said before, you hear a lot of uh, sounds. You know, you have two holes at the side of your uh, head and uh, you hear a lot of noises. You hear the AC working, you hear the pump, you hear the horn in the road. You hear a lot of things. But when you listen, Mm -hmm. you listen with your heart. And when you listen with your heart, it remains with you forever. Like I remember in school what my teacher was uh, said or what my teacher said was so sacrosanct, you know. I mean, somehow you never forgot, forgot it. You know, if you listen with your heart. And I think uh, this thing about listening or, you know, audio, or as you said, exposing them or teaching them different genres, what, what do I think about it? I think it's a fantastic thing if you can encourage your child to listen to all kinds of music. If we're talking just about music, then listen to all kinds of music. And you will realize that the child will uh, expose his or her feelings to you somehow or the other, if you are alert enough. The whole thing is supposed to be, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, is be a really good receptacle. Be a good listener, empty yourself out. And the best way to do it is when you're a child, Mm -hmm. because your mind is already emptied and it's not cluttered up. 
is it this um, affinity or affection that you have for children and your recollections of how you learned and your uh, remembrances or memories as a child that uh, made you so easily want to work with somebody like Karedi Tales uh, when we approached you do you remember when we uh, when we met of course Oh, yeah. Of course, I, I think, you know, it was an instant okay for me because uh, for me, there is uh, no greater happiness than to be able to uh, communicate my feelings to a child because the responses that you get from a child is so totally unadulterated. Mm-hmm. The responses and the, the kind of affection, the kind of honesty they have, the kind of innocence is something that you cannot replace. And uh, there is absolutely no substitute for that, really. And so that is what really triggered my mind when uh, karate tales happened for me. And uh, even today, I mean, even if people say karate doesn't make any difference, they all say we've been listening to karate tales. It is my biggest triumph, I tell you biggest triumph for Karidi and for all of us is the fact that uh, people don't look at it as a South Indian product mm-hmm. or something that has come out of Madras or something that has come out of South India. No, because you find uh, people in, in the North, you find people in Gujarat, you find people in Assam, everywhere who have, uh, in Bengal, of course, wherever I have gone for shows, people have always told me that their children grew up listening to chai chai coffee coffee (laughs) and you know they have different uh, favorites but for sure everybody says especially in the north that they just love karate tales and uh, it's just a great feeling for me and um, so I would say I I just want to get back to this thing about you know when one should uh, expose the child to a formal training I don't think it should happen before uh, though I I mean maybe uh, I'm totally wrong I don't think you should uh, really put it to before eight years, seven to eight years. You can start exposing the child much earlier, much earlier. Because I remember putting my uh, daughter Anjali on the floor and uh, I I played uh, Santana's music, you know, Black Magic Woman and Evil Ways and things like that. And I remember my both my daughter and my son, because there's hardly a year's difference between the two of them. I would just lay them on the floor with uh, some mat or something like that and uh, put on the music. And I was never I was never scared or worried that, you know, that they would because I mean, obviously they couldn't stand up and walk and, you know, go around anywhere. But the music kept them glued to them. It, it really, really made for some amazing moments for me. Are they both musicians as well? They love music. They know how to appreciate. And as I've always said, it's sometimes you need a good uh, listener as well. It's not always that you need to be a good singer or a good performer. You need somebody to listen to you also properly. Mm -hmm. And uh, my children are my best and worst critics, really. And uh, they may not be able to tell one note from another or one raga from another, but they definitely know when it's abhasuram, or shall I say when something is flat or when it's uh, sharp, they definitely know that. So I would say that the exposure should come from any time. It doesn't matter. But I think if you want to put them into formal training, I would say around seven or eight. Mm-hmm. I would say that would be the right uh, right time. And uh, I remember when I was uh, about, uh, maybe it was about 
to 11 or 12. I'm not sure. There was a song which uh, made a deep impact on me for some idiotic reason, but it still remains with me. There are many, many songs actually, like uh, as a child, which I heard because I only in those days there was no electronic media. So whatever we heard was on Radio Salon. As I say, it's my biggest uh, inspiration. I heard many songs on the radio, many, many. And I used to listen to Madhur Geetam also. So I was uh, listening to Vivid Bharti and Madhur Geetam, which gave me Tamil and uh, South Indian music. And I was listening to Hindi music as well on uh, Radio Salon. And I was listening to the English music as well. I mean, you know, Western, either on Voice of America, whatever I got on the radio, I was happy to listen to. So there are some songs which still remain. There was a song called but my backward child is a forward child when he's making love to me. What would that be when you were such a small child to sing that, I mean, you know, to learn that song? But there are many, many songs like that, which I learned without ever knowing the meaning of it, okay, or knowing the reason. One of the other songs uh, was a song called Bambara Karnale Kadal Sangadishanale. And which brings me to the point where I started learning so many different languages because I like the sound of it. Mm. So I think when mm. children are exposed first to a whole lot of sounds and whole lot of things, I think they respond much better and they can absorb much better. So as I've said before also, it doesn't matter that uh, the child doesn't know the language or doesn't know the meaning. It really doesn't matter. The point is that it stays in the head. So you better teach them something which is useful and something which is good and let them listen to something which is really marvelous. Some of the most difficult songs are learned when uh, when you're a child. In fact, uh, one wonders how we ever got through those notes. There are certain notes which I, if I had to learn them now, I probably wouldn't be able to sing it or deliver it as well as I can do an old song. And one of the old songs I remember in school was my uh, school anthem, which said, uh, um, it was what? Allegra si felisa, Elena. You know, the notes were just jumping from here to there and everywhere. And it was just so amazing that, suppose uh, you say, praise be forever, Jesus and Mary, a hymn of triumph, glorious hymn. Urging us in parts of duty, and he had to say duty, urging <laughs> us beyond the skies where God dwells and never loves us. God loves us. Heaven is the price. Oh, what a difficult song. I must have learned it when I was about seven mm. or eight in school. And uh, I just sang it. I didn't understand the words or anything like that, but it didn't matter. It didn't matter because today I'm able to make a lot of progressions, a lot of um, difficult notes, which probably, shall I say, an Indian classical singer would find a little difficult mm. to pick. Because, you know, uh, Western music in any case is, um, is polyphonic. And uh, Indian classical music was monophonic. You know, the minute you add one more note to it, it becomes, as far as I'm concerned, it becomes, uh, you know, polyphonic and becomes Western influenced. Let me interrupt you here, here mm. Usha, because you said prompts two questions from me. Given that you had listened when you were growing up to so many genres of music, today as an adult and given the times that we are in right now, COVID mm. times. And yes. if you had uh, 
and we all have much time to ourselves now. If you were to choose a, a quiet time in which to listen to a particular genre of music, which would that be? That's one. That's one part of the question. The second one is that how is it that you know we grow old, our hairs grey, and our skins probably wrinkled? Not yours, Rusha. Mine definitely is. But your voice remains so effervescent and so fresh and so uh, so alive. Is it because you have a certain practice ritual that you? follow for your voice or do you train your voice every day or how is it that that's happened okay the first part about mm-hmm. covid times ask me actually i'm an expert on covid times <laughs> really i'm an expert because uh, i'm a sucker for uh, routine and discipline mm-hmm. and acceptance of situations the way it is 7th of march was my last show 2020 and i haven't been out of the house since then Oh, crazy. Oh, wow, crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah. Really crazy. Okay. So, besides that, right from the beginning, as soon as I get up in the morning, now when I look back, I can really put it down in little chunks, okay, for people to follow mm-hmm. and for people to understand that this is the only way out of the situation. And the way out of the situation is to first of all be as I said, follow the routine that you would normally follow. it makes for great great acceptance if you follow a routine so i followed my routine which was uh, to get up early in the morning have a cup of coffee and uh, do some of the messaging and things like that now of course my messaging list has become really vast so it takes quite a lot of time because i do it with a lot of heart i don't maybe people read it differently that's their problem but i do it with my heart okay maybe people say oh you know it's too much or every day or how does she find the time to do it but i do it i finish my messaging and after that i do my walk there's nowhere to go so i go around my dining table and i walk i do that then i do uh, before that i do the uh, namyo horenge kyo that's the buddhist chant then i do uh, the mahamrityunjay chant i do that for about usually i try and do it it comes to about 80 times maybe sometimes and and i'm quite good at it. i do that then after and of course when i walk i say the our father so i've like got them all in my control all the gods and uh, after that i come and sit down and uh, have my breakfast and i right from the beginning i realized that look there was no way that i was going to go breaking rules because uh my son sunny is going through dialysis and not only do i want to be safe myself but for him as well so far touchwood god has been kind to me and it's worked so i find that when it comes to uh, listening to music or how do i listen to music or how does it help me i tell you i have done more recordings and more work in this past one year and some months than i've done for the past two years i think wow Yeah that's really something because uh, everything I say, I do from sitting where I am I set up the whole thing on telephone and I didn't have any equipment over here so after much sanitization and everything I got a small little mixer which we used to use for our rehearsals I have my microphone I have a sound card I have two speakers and so if you say what is it that has kept me going can tell you it is it has just been so so amazing that the year has gone off so fast because of course it gets to me as well and it gets to me usually around uh, i think about 11:30 12 in the daytime and after that i'm okay 
Then I tried to watch some movies and things like that. But if you say music per se, I don't really uh, put on any music which uh, will soothe me or whatever's playing or whatever comes to my mind. I, I just put it on. And I usually find that no matter what I do, I cry. And I recommend crying to everybody. It's a great thing to be able to let it out. Mm-hmm. I just learned uh, two new songs, uh, three new songs, in fact, uh, new uh, new for me because it's not my genre, it's not my uh, not my subject, but I learned it anyway because it's a challenge. What did you learn? I learned, I learned a song uh, done by, uh, I mean, it's uh, King of Music, Elena Jesser's song, and uh, it was sung, is sung by a person called uh, Sid Yes. It's so fantastic. It was really so fantastic. And now that is somewhere near my subject because that's the kind of uh, music that I would be able to do. It's a challenge, really, to be able to say, Oh, wow. Yeah. So, you know, it's not my subject, but I tried to master it and I've been able to do it and master it, meaning sing it with my heart in my style. Okay. And I've done it. And the other one is a girl. What a song. I just have to play it. I just have to play it and think about it and I'm ready to cry. The other day in the afternoon, I get lots and lots of WhatsApps around that time and people telling me how how curry details has really affected them. Ah. Yes. A child unbelievably uh, sent me a voice note to say, to just to sing that, okay? My name is Madhavi. I'm from Alapi. I speak. And before uh, before she could get into the next line, my name is Madhavi. She did it all. And it was so fantastic. It was. It just took me oh. back to my childhood because that's how I I would do a song. Okay, like if I was saying "Ruk ja, it's Ruk ja, koi koi koi, Ruk ja o jaane wali, Ruk." Background music is very important. Yeah. So for many children, that is a, a big thing. And there are so many parents who have told me that it really brings out the best in the child when they learn that monkeys also do the kind of things that they do. You know, Shad, I was thinking that we always want, I think the desire for every human being is somewhere to leave this world by maybe touching a few lives or making a of mark course. in this world. Yeah, absolutely. And you, of course, in that sense, have already are immortalized in all the songs that you sing. But more than the uh, songs that you've sung for Bollywood or Hollywood, I think it's the songs that you've done for Karidi, especially the rhymes that have just, I think, will live on forever and ever forever. You know, and it's already the second generation now that's listening to these songs. And just as much as you get these wonderful messages, there's constantly someone or the other who tells us, my God, my child will not eat unless Chai Chai's play. It's Um, really amazing. So I remember you also telling me about how your granddaughter, Aisha, isn't it? Yes, Aisha. Used to listen to uh, and used to make up uh, her own verses for the My Name is Madhavi song. Own own verses, all kinds (laughs) of things that she would make up. Not only for that one, also for the... uh, 
chai chai coffee coffee and there have been so many people who have you know whatsapp me and ask me whether they please may we get on to the video call we just want our child we've been trying to explain to her that it's actually you who said chai chai coffee coffee <laughs> and i believe the child says my god we can never believe it there must be somebody else who's singing it and you know there are some exciting things that have happened with karvi biggest excitement being that children have grown up and as you say it's already so many years i can't even believe it 25 25 yeah. <laughs> 23 since we recorded the, the karadi rhymes allah that's really amazing yeah. you didn't answer the second part of my question that i asked mm-hmm. how is it that you keep your voice so okay no let me finish with the with uh, covid talking about artists during uh, covid times mm-hmm. i mean nobody ever talks about the entertainment business and when i say entertainment is really serious business you know if if i don't sing my technicians don't get paid my musicians don't get paid i haven't got one person salary and the money is running down i don't have the money where am i going to get the money to do anything every technician who sets up the microphone and the lights and the monitors speakers and everything where will they get the money from if i don't get a show and it angers me to think that people don't think about the entertainment business like that and i feel very sad about it because if if i don't sing not only that me and my family or whoever's around me suffers what about the people the technicians who put everything together what about them where do they get their money from if you prioritize i think things work out well if you want to listen to any kind of music or read any kind of book how many books i've reread shobha hmm. it's unbelievable because you know i reread revisit reinvent hmm. rediscover reboot I think that's what it's all about. Yeah, it's a great time to do that. So it's amazing there are so many lines which I I didn't read before. You know, mm. you just skip over so many lines or so many paragraphs in a book because you preempt it. You think you've known it already. Right. But then you just connect the dots and can disconnect the uh, paragraphs and pick up that you'll realize there are many things you never read the last time mm. or the three four times that you have read it before. Like the picture of Dorian Gray I don't know how many times I've read that book and every time but every time it's a different insight for me and it's a great eye opener for me simple books you know like lot of russian writers who, who I read I find that uh, there's so much of philosophy in it that this is the time to really read it because your mind is at so many times you should try and keep it vacant because yeah. if you keep it vacant and you empty it out then you can assimilate a uh, lot of things you know allow yourself to be emptied out once in a way and uh, i listen to music any kind of music and uh, there's another song which uh, i learned which i'd like to actually say along with uh, covid times and it would mm-hmm. make a big difference to people is a song called well the philosophy behind it's actually a bhajan but it's mm-hmm. a, a bhajan in a different way like mm-hmm. i always say you know you present something in a different way and people will appreciate it because the minute you say bhajan or ghazal or devotional people think oh what a bore you know we don't want to do that kind you know what i mean yeah, the gadi yeah. spriya who wants to listen to a bhajan kind this bhajan is so fantastic it says whatever you want to do do it now mm-hmm. whatever do it now because budhapa kisne dekha hai bhajan karo bhari jawani mein budhapa kisne dekha hai so even if you're 85 and you're doing something budhapa kisne dekha hai you haven't seen it isn't it do it right now it's such a beautiful song it says 
भजन करो भरी जवानी में बुढ़ापा किसने देखा से इट्स एक्चुअली हरियाणवी सॉन्ग देन शी से बुढ़ापे में अंधे हो जाओगे दर्श तुम करना पाओगे दर्श करो भरी जवानी में बुढ़ापा किसने देखा से सो ब्यूटिफुल Love. You know, you may grow blind in old age. That means you aren't as yet. So do mm. it now. It's such a beautiful philosophy. So I learned that song, and I keep listening to it over and over again. And all Ilayaraja's music, all Ilayaraja sir's music makes me cry. <laughs> so then I listen to all the all the other old classics. The uh, I keep listening to all kinds of music. That's yeah. It. Which was the second part of the question? One was about COVID times. Second was yes. what to listen to. How do you keep your voice so young? Oh, huh. That's another thing. Don't pamper your voice. Hmm. Because the more you pamper your voice, the worse it is for you. But do you sing every day? Usha? Every day, every day I'm I sing. But even as I've said, music is not my business. Communication is. So I'm always mm-hmm. trying to communicate a, a song in a better way. Like if I was to, if I were to sing, uh, say. Smile though your heart is aching, smile even though it's breaking. When there's a cloud in the sky, you'll get by. If you smile through your tears and sorrows, smile and maybe tomorrow you'll find the sun come shining through. For you, yeah, it's so <laughs> you know. So I keep singing and trying to sing, uh, communicate certain words in a different way. I try to do that. So I'm singing all the time, and also don't forget, I'm in a res- residential area. So mm-hmm. you see, what happens is I can't, uh, I can't sing out loud. So I can't play my music too loud either, because there are people around, and uh, you know, maybe they won't want to listen to that in the in the middle of the night. and some of my shows abroad are all in the in the early mornings mm. because of the timings but another thing which i would say to everybody is uh, keep quiet mm. silence especially before a show i used to do that i mean i try i try very hard and you i've told you that as well yes you have you know yes. sitting backstage and i've said and that i'm really nervous and you've told me why are you nervous and i said no because i need to get my thoughts uh, you know inside me what am i going to say am i going to say it right am i going to do it correctly and uh, it's nice to internalize usha you um, have a really really unusual voice and given the nature and the quality of your voice have you been approached during your career to give voiceovers for ads or to narrate <gasps> stories or documentaries and things like that i mean so many So many. Are you? How many jingles? Some of the best jingles that you've ever heard and ah, remember lovely. have been done by me. Like, for example, well, many many years ago, I'm probably the first Indian uh, artist to have done an international ad for Coke. It mm. went, "Things go better with I go better with you go better with Coke." That was one. I was called the Jingle Queen actually while I was in uh, wow. in Bombay. <laughs> and uh, some of the really uh, memorable ones of course you will remember if i tell you it goes like daytime dreaming evening scheming to get away it can be any time but you can come alive the special way 
to please yourself and everyone else till the next mug comes your way. It's the come alive, come alive, come alive taste of Nescafe. Absolutely. Yeah. That was mine. Wow. Then That's there was so happy good. days are here again. Thumbs up, thumbs up. That's mine. Then uh, most importantly, yeah, there was a person called Suresh Malik who used to come into my studio and say, Usha, think deep and think hard. What do you say when you have a bad throat? And he said, don't use the word cough. What do you, he said, what do you do? And I said, what happens? And I said, actually, it's like a kitsch-kitsch inside. So that's it, that's it, that's what I want. Gale me kitsch-kitsch, gale me kya karo? Yeah, that's my, I love jingles. I don't call them jingles. I really call them songs because much of the, uh, later on, much of them were the storyboard. Everything was done by me. Like Bata, North Star Lifestyle. Close up, we launched with mine. Come a little closer, baby. Smile for me. Was it the first time that you uh, gave your voice as a storyteller to our under the banyan stories like uh, eyes on the peacock's tail and uh, yes i did actually i was asked for different ones also even for lion king Uh, yes and i you know some some of the broadway things which came to india as well but you know unfortunately what happens is you know they're all pre-done tracks so there's no way that uh, i could change uh I can change that, yeah. So to sing, I'm talking about singing. Singing. But, uh, you know, in a films division in, uh, in, in Bombay, they rejected my voice the first time I went because they said, no, it was too sing-song. So they wanted something more um, straight, know, straight like. But then after that, I did, I did a lot of, uh, I did Sonne Lumiere's and I did, uh, for, yeah, lots, lots of work. Um, before we go, I just want you to share with us one memory that stands out for you with your work with us, with Current Tears. So that's not fair because there are so many memories that stand out. But uh, yes, I think uh, many of our brainstorming sessions have always uh, made such a huge impact on me. I think one of the preliminary talks that uh, I had with uh, Vish Karadi was uh, in Madras. I remember him saying that... uh, you wrote all the thing, all the rhymes. And uh, I said, how wonderful. And we're so wonderful if I could just meet up with you mm-hmm. and be able to tell you that I've been thinking about this myself for such a long time and look like we were on the same page from that time on. I'll never forget walking back to my room. Meeting up with him was memorable. But this has remained in my mind for a long, long time. Well, you're saying 25 years. I remember sitting over there and saying, God, finally, you gave me something like this to do. Finally. And I was so, so grateful to God, really, because I've always wanted to work with children, for children. And uh, and when I saw this, uh, this project, I was just so amazed. That was one memory. I mean, that's a memory you should talk about. When you approach it with a certain amount of innocence and, you know, humility, it means a lot. That's a great thing that happened to me with Cara Details. You know, I was really scared. I was so petrified. The first day when we experimented in my studio with two microphones, and I said, uh, I said, I didn't uh, say no. I said, okay, if you want to try it, we'll, we'll try it out. And we tried it, and it worked marvelously. Usha, you know, you know, we uh, 
love you for all that you've done for us and even had you not even sung for karidi we are big fans of uh, you as a person as a musician and what you've left behind for us so oh, lovely <laughs> and of course without doubt you know how much i love your gorgeous kanjivaram sarees thank you so much thank you so thank you usha for doing this for us for being with us in this long journey 25 years you've stayed with us you worked yes. with us you've loved us and we've loved you back fully and yes. wholeheartedly thank you absolutely so much. Yeah. thank you so much and to all the other people who have worked with you on karadi i mean the, all the mus- musicians and all the people who have helped you write and proofreading and everything that's been done illustrations everything i'd like to say how happy i am to belong to this amazing family of uh, karadis and yeah really really wonderful and don't forget all the wonderful stage shows that we've done absolutely absolutely thank you thank you thank you okay bye now bye thank you ever so much for everything thank you chef yeah. yeah okay bye you love you take care thank you so much usha and shobha for that delightful conversation and thank you to everyone who listened if you'd like to hear more of usha's powerful voice belting out catchy tunes for children you can go to www.karaditales.com We have exciting episodes coming up with more top names in children's publishing. So stay tuned for more interesting conversations on the little book makers.